everyone, my name is Victoria. And my name is Monica. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Little Lips Podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast, especially for kids under the age of 12, where they talk about real life issues. So we want to give kids an opportunity to talk about things that really matter to them. And we're making sure kids' voices get heard. Get more information about the work we do at www.littleliteratures.com. Again, that's www.littleliteratures.com. So, stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll be right back. So, for this episode, we spoke to children about representation and diversity. So, we went out and we asked them different questions related to the topic, and we got some of their feedback. Um, the feedback was... Uh, yeah, I don't know if I should laugh. Um, I choose to laugh. Um, yeah, it was interesting, Very, intriguing, um, eye-opening. I'm struggling to find the words here, but it was just like we have a lot of work to do. We do. It really uh, the narrative really needs to be changed. Um, Let's get into it. Yeah, so <laughs> the first question was, is it important to see characters like you in the books you read? Okay, what did your kids say? Um, it was a struggle. Um, I don't feel like they didn't understand the question. It was a struggle to actually find characters that look like them. Same so for me. Same for me. And I literally was just like, I don't want to prompt you. I don't want to put words in your mm-hmm. mouth. I don't want to. And then I had to stop and think, what actual books have characters yeah. like yours done there? My name is Amari and I am seven years old. What books or cartoons do you think have characters that look like you? None of them. None? Can you think of any cartoons or? Well, I know one person. Um, you say Bolt. You say Bolt? Yeah. Okay. Yes. He's not in a book or cat. He's not a cartoon, but he he's, looks. He's real. He is real. What makes him look like you? What What do you guys have that are um, similar or different? He. He can go past people quickly. So he's fast, do you yeah. mean? Yeah. What else? And he loves he loves running. Okay. My name is Eri and I'm 12 years old. Fantastic. Is it important for you to read about characters that look like you or see characters on TV that look like you? No, not so much. Okay, fair enough. What came to my mind was Fish and Chip and um, what their friends that come round every summer. And I was like, I don't even know their friend's name. Then I thought, oh, Amazing Grace. And I was like, Amazing Grace is way before their time. Hand a surprise. I'm surprised no one didn't say hand a surprise. But I was just like, wow. It's interesting because we started, well, for me, I started off with books. And when I started to see that they were struggling, I then stretched it out. I said, okay, film characters, cartoon characters, imaginary characters. And that didn't get any better either. No. Or it was like objects or things that had a similar kind.
color to their skin color and i was yeah. like I, I was like okay can we get to a character human form uh the closest that i got um was theo's haircut is similar to um simon from alvin and the chipmunks so he was like i'm simon i'm simon and i wasn't upset by it um he pointed out that simon's very very intelligent so i was just like oh okay um any other characters and he was like no i'll just choose simon um and i was fine with that but what i found very very interesting was just the fact that aside from not having human forms that they can relate to they weren't even able to attribute specific characters aside from when they had matched the physical look to themselves so when he said actually simon has the same haircut as me then he was able to tell me and simon's intelligent and he does this and he does that but before that he wouldn't have said it didn't seem like he would have said oh um yeah i'm simon because he's smart it was i'm simon because we've got the same haircut yeah and i was like oh my name's theodore and i'm seven years old what characters look like you I'm not really sure, but I think uh, it's a really good one, a really clever one called Simon from Alvin the Chipmunk because his hair's trimmed like mine and without the glasses, his face is like mine. And for the kids that I interviewed, um, they were all black British born children, just to put that out there in case that may change. We may ask other kids and we might get a different response, but yeah even conversations that i've had offline with kids in the past it's always been animal based characters um that they come and give me feedback on so this wasn't a one-off guys <laughs> no and it's weird how you said that because the kids i interviewed are of the black um ethnicity but just as i'm standing here talking now it's i could be wrong I could be wrong, but I feel like it would be easier for a Caucasian child to relate to a character in a book. Mm. I like you can. I feel like it, it's more visible. Yeah, it's just more in your face. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are there are diverse books out there. They are coming out, but it's just like where are they? They're not known. They're not on the. They're not mainstream, basically. There we go. So therefore, if your parents aren't rich enough to buy them or in <laughs> that circle that know people yeah. that have written books and then you hear and you go to certain festivals and you see certain things you won't necessarily know that those books are out there mm. so it's just like it's so interesting because last episode we were talking about um summer holidays and what parents can afford to do in the summer holidays with their kids and stuff and obviously this isn't specifically related to summer holidays but on that affordability part affordability yeah on that affordability part we're still learning english guys um but on that part of how affordable things are um for particular families i think that school tends to be the gateway that kids can access things at an equal playing field so if it isn't in school we're almost shortchanging specific sorts of children because we can't give them what they need in order to either see themselves in mainstream media um, or literature simply because their parents can't afford it and that's not necessarily their fault it's not your fault what family you're born into and what you know your parents income is that is true and um, the book 
that are into like the guided reading books and they are your typical fish and chip or yeah or just animal I feel like Oxford and Cambridge need to come to us and get help with <laughs> yeah and there are a lot of authors out there that are producing diverse books I do feel like the narrative definitely does need to be changed question do you think that the authors that are putting out books are at the academic standard to be taken seriously that is a good question um I do yeah I feel like children books are I feel like sometimes we overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. We overcomplicate it. Children's books can be so basic and so to the point. The dog sat on the red mat. Mm. But it would be nice to see a child of a diverse background sat next to them. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't have to be your standard, just, you know, something that's not an animal, something that's not mm. a human form that we can relate to. So yeah. the books don't even have to be overcomplicated yeah it could be basic to the point but just you know have a bit of diversity be multicultural be inclusive be you know cool is it important to see characters that look like you in the books that you read yes it is because it might there might be a picture of it on youtube that might be very popular and it might look a lot like you that you might it might make you feel really nice and you might get lots of friends. If at all, what film character, cartoon character or book character do you think is most like you? Okay. Okay. I have to say that characters in films, they're not really that real. Okay. And do you think it's important or not important for characters to be real or seem real? Uh, people have different opinions, but in my opinion, it is kind of important because it influences um, people um, to do things like do stuff, do things okay and is there anything that you've watched or read about that has influenced you it can be good or bad (laughs) um wonder wonder what was that um a film about a boy who like he was a different type of person like he had like a People bullied him because of his face and how it was like it was different and he liked like science and things like people judged him because he was a like really smart boy and like just he looked different differently he was um like he was different. Thank you very much for that. Um a question that actually I should have said first that I asked my kids I asked them what representation and diversity was do you know what representation means um does it mean like 
how you present yourself to other people. Okay. What about diversity? And how different you are to other people in life. Like, how you differ to other people. Cool. Thank you. Do you know what diversity means? It means different things. Where it means pe- it means people who look the same and don't look the same. Ah, so people that so differences. Yes. Okay. Do you know what representation means? Uh, I don't really know what it means, but my guess would be it means sharing stuff. Well, I'm not really sure what it means. Okay. Do you know what diversity means? Um, no been very it, it was interesting to me that these sorts of terms haven't been brought into formal education in the way that everyone can understand it but then we've got particular strands of diversity that are definitely being pushed in schools um so i think we need to look at a bigger picture when we look at diversity especially when it comes to representation of all peoples not just particular parts of that diversity wheel do you know what? I feel like this is a topic that people shy away from. Yeah. Because this is just me talking from personal experience and it was just like the one topic we did have whilst training was taught by a black lecturer I had never seen. She mm. appeared for the day on representation and diversity and she disappeared and it was interesting because majority of the people on the training course were of Caucasian background and it was it was such an uncomfortable it's I think it's a conversation people just you don't want to say the wrong thing you mm. don't want to step on anyone's toes you don't want people to be like oh you're yeah it's it's just an uncomfortable yeah conversation that people don't want to have but it's, it needs to be had it needs to be spoken about like we live in a diverse world you mm. don't you're not just surrounded by people that look like you therefore kids need to see that in books and they also need to see positive but yeah i think what i found from this discussion that we had with the different kids was just the fact that diversity is on their mind and they understand what diversity looks like and sometimes how it applies to them um because when they started to talk about attributes that they had that made them different i thought that was really really interesting that they were able to give clear definitions i'm black i'm brown i have this type of hair i have this type of skin my family are from xyz but it hadn't really been absorbed up into society and i'm not sure if it was just kids innocence that allowed them to say things so black and white because they like kids that i spoke to were literally like yeah he's white he has straight hair he's black he whereas when you when you're in an adult setting like you said with your training all of a sudden it's like um i need to be pc i need to sorry politically correct i need to say something that won't offend people because i know we've got kids listening as well obviously so as you said that um when i was doing an interview i asked the question um do all your friends look like you? Yeah. And as they were describing their friends, I was like, oh gosh, how's this gonna sound? How? Yeah, and I was just <laughs> like, what's he, what are they gonna say here? And it was just a bit, but then it was just like, it's an innocent child mm. saying what 
they see. Going back to your point, it's us as adults that make everything so tense. And I was like literally getting tense in my body, like, don't say the wrong thing here. Oh, don't offend, please. But then I was like, no, this is their voice. This mm-hmm. is their platform. This is for them to say what they see, how they see it yep. through their eyes. And it just made me think, why is it such a big deal? Why is it such a big topic? Mm-hmm. Why are we so sensitive to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. One question that I asked that I thought was important is is it okay that we have friends that don't look like us that was a good one and all the responses were sounding (laughs) it was amazing because it was like yes because my friend can teach me something that i necessarily don't know yeah they can teach me something from their background their culture and that's how we learn and it was just so innocent and pure that and they weren't prompted at all we literally just asked them it's like kids don't see color they just see the person Mm -hmm. so they see they see color they see different strands of diversity they definitely do but they see the positives in it before they see the negatives that's what came out from what was described to me how about your friends do all of them look like you sound like you no not at all what's different about you and your friends we have different like ways of speaking different cultures and different like different ways of dressing up and talking to each other how important is it for you to have friends that are different from you it's very important because it's going to be really boring if people are the same (laughs) and like you learn things about people that you haven't learned before like how they live with their family, how they talk, how they act. It's it's good to know like different ways to speak and act with different people. Brilliant, thanks for that. Is it okay that we have friends that don't look like us? Yes. N- no. How come it's no? Because cause it would be boring. What would be boring? If you, if you have the same, everyone is the same people as you and, and, and everyone look like me, how would you, how would you know if you're talking to the right person because, because you have the same voice, you have everything in common. Okay, so I think you're a bit confused by the question. So it is okay that our friends look different from us? Yes. And does that help us learn a bit when we have different friends? Yes. Um, and it was so interesting because Theo in particular would point out all the differences and then he'd come back and tell you all the similarities as well. Do all of your friends look like you? Not all of them, but some of them do because they have the same colour eyes as me and sometimes even the same colour hair as me and sometimes even the same colour shoes as me like someone in my class did today. Okay, okay. Is it okay if we have friends that don't look like us? Well, I think it is because I have a few friends that really like me that that don't that don't look like me but still like me at the same time. Okay. And what are some of the things that are different between you and your friends? Uh, some of my friends uh, are quiet and I'm sometimes loud and 
sometimes when I'm quiet, the person that's always quiet becomes a bit loud, like that person I was talking about in the other one, mm. but he, he's very loud, but I still like him. That's cool. Then there were things that he would talk about around physical attributes, and he would be able to say, well, he's white, I'm black, this person's brown, this person has straggly or puffy hair, as they describe it. Flat hair. Flat hair. Um, And then he'd be like, well, when we go to football, we like to wear the same trainers because, you know, it shows that we're friends. And I just thought, okay, so despite X, Y, Z being different, you still want to be friends because you have this common ground. Um, And one of the things that I learnt just by speaking to the kids on this particular topic um, was the fact that they like to focus on the similarities rather than the differences. They they notice the differences, but they can tell you a lot of similarities. And that's where their basis of friendship and general respect comes from. So, yeah. Ooh, how do you feel? <laughs> I don't know. There's just so many ways this topic could go. Mm. But it's like a question for parents, listeners, teachers. Um, whose responsibility is it to like teach diversity? Whose responsibility is it that we have books, films, stuff that represents all children, represents everyone, not just one particular group? Yeah. Whose job is it to change the narrative? Where? How do we go about changing the narrative? very true very true so parents children professionals anyone who's listening to this podcast um we'd like you to get in touch with us let us know what your thoughts are on the topic of representation and diversity um this was a very very heartfelt topic for monica and i um but it also seemed to be equally as important for the kids so make sure you let us know your opinions by messaging us and sending us your videos at little lit underscore or you can use the hashtag little lit podcast thanks for listening guys keep the conversation going and stay tuned for the next episode on sunday Thanks to all of you for listening to this episode and a special thanks to all of the amazing children that were involved this week. As mentioned, Little Lit's podcast is brought to you by Little Literatures. This organisation is dedicated to promoting stories with kids, voices of kids and learning for kids. Thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you on another episode.